0: Welcome to Pillar & Ground Podcast. I'm Brian Salter, lead pastor at LMPC. This episode is a Pillar & Ground Connections episode where we seek to increase our connection to one another with whom we stand together in community and mission. And today we're beginning a series of podcasts that's going to really help us understand and connect to our larger church profile. What I mean by that is what is our history, what is our vision? What is our mission? What are our values? What are our what's our identity? What's our philosophy of ministry? That'll take 6 episodes for us to go through each of those, but I think it can align us together as the body to understand who we are, where we've been and where we're going. And so I'm really looking forward to going through these and having us all hear this and align and would love your feedback along the way as you're listening, how it's helping you to understand our church and where God has us. Before I tell our history, I want to tell a quote that I often use uh, when I begin to tell the church's history of Lookout Mountain Presbyterian Church. It's a quote from a particular U.S. senator, and he said this. He said, My dad would touch me almost like he was trying to fill my spirit. He would look at me, and he would say in ways that are eloquent, he would impart to me this truth. He would say to me, you need to understand that who you are now, you are the physical manifestation of a conspiracy of love. People whose names you don't even know struggled for you, fought for you, sweat for you, volunteered for you, and you're here because of them. Never forget that. When I heard that quote, I began to think about Lookout Mountain Presbyterian Church's history And really believe that we as a church really are the physical manifestation of a conspiracy of love. Uh, The conspiracy of God's love and his son pouring out his spirit and forming the church. Yes, indeed. But the conspiracy of his love poured out on many who, as that quote says, have fought for us and struggled for us and sweat for us and volunteered for us at Lookout. Names we don't even know. We're here because of them. And it's in this podcast that I desire to remember those names, remember those moments, so that we can be grateful and mindful of where God's brought us. In the late 1800s, the Chattanooga area was slowly recovering from the ravages of the Civil War and the Battle Above the Clouds, fought on Lookout Mountain in November of 1863. Uh, In the years following the war, Lookout Mountain was primarily a summer community. It was accessible by one toll road, and it was home to 12 families living here year-round. In the work A Historical Narrative of Lookout Mountain Presbyterian Church, Rowena Frierson describes the efforts of Frank Caldwell, a church planner at that time. At this time, she says, on top of a mountain, with only a few families living there year-round, a man was going from door to door, talking to the people about starting a church. This man was Mr. Frank Caldwell. His efforts were successful, for on October 15, 1892, the church was organized due to the efforts of Dr. T.H. McCauley, chairman of the Home Mission Committee for the Knoxville Presbytery. So, on October 16, 1892, at the Natural Bridge Pavilion on Lookout Mountain, 27 charter members of our church gathered to worship God, and to commission the Lookout Mountain Presbyterian Church. Rev. J.W. Bachman, pastor of the First Presbyterian Church of Chattanooga, preached a sermon that day on 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. That very same text was preached on Thanksgiving morning, 1928, by Pastor Harris Gregg, when the new church building was first used. The first building, on the site of the existing Lookout Mountain Elementary School, was actually destroyed by fire in January 1928. More on that to come. Dr. E.S. Campbell preached from that same text during the 50th anniversary celebration of 1942 and when our sanctuary was dedicated debt-free. And that great text was also our theme for the centennial celebration of 1992. And as many of you have already heard, as we consider the Renew campaign and planning towards a party in 2042 for our 150th birthday, we look forward to preaching that text that day as well, First Timothy 3.15, that he would keep us as the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. So back in October of 1892, that sermon was preached. And by November of 1892, the LMPC congregation made plans to build a small church building. Throughout the process, the building committee was counseled not to incur debt, but rather to stop building until additional money could be raised to continue on. And so they completed the first portion in 1894 and the entire structure in 1898. And as I said, that was on the Bragg side of Lookout Mountain Elementary School. By January of 1928, the congregation had grown to 147 members. They faced a problem we faced many times in our time at Lookout Press, overcrowding. And the resulting overcrowding uh, motivated the session to call a congregational meeting for January the 29th to discuss additional building plans. However, on January 22nd of 1928, a fire broke out during Sunday worship, and that little building was lost. And thus, that's how God shuts down building committees. Incidentally, uh, that portion of the first church site, that lot, was donated by Sam Reed, known for the Reed House downtown. His daughter was Mary Reed Smart, Mom Smart, who joined in 1920 and who began a prayer meeting that continues to this day on Monday mornings. Uh, Her son, Kennedy Smart, would later help establish the PCA. And just think about that. The grandfather of one of the fathers of the PCA gave us our first church lot, Providential Blessings and Conspiracy. So the fire uh, broke out, and committees were appointed to consider rebuilding the old church, tearing it, or would they tear it down? Would they acquire new property? And it was decided in March of 1928 to exchange the property of the church with the town property on the west side of Bragg Avenue, and build an entirely new plant the first service in the new church on the current side of bragg avenue was held thanksgiving morning 1928 in the sunday school assembly room in 1940 fast forward 12 years from there the church began to celebrate make plans to celebrate the 50th anniversary E.S. Campbell was pastor here from 1929 to 1945, and he set four goals, four goals for the church's upcoming 50th birthday, her jubilee year in 1942. The four goals that were set was that the church would be debt-free that it would have 600 members on the roll, and that it would have an equal division of expenses and benevolences, and that 75% of the membership would be in attendance on any given Sunday. At the Jubilee event in 1942, the congregation celebrated the achievement of the first three goals. The mortgage was burned, and the building was dedicated on its 50th birthday. The church did start that year an equal division of expenses and benevolences, and little did they know they had begun a precedent that for a long time became something of a giving guideline for this church to be generous in giving away much of what God has given us. Later, after the sanctuary was dedicated, and you would know in 1942, that is a reminder that the World War II was taking place, It is important when we tell our story, I believe, to note those in war service, particularly in those years. As the 40s come to an end, LMPC's men who went off to serve experienced protection and provision in the wars. Of the 28 LMPC men who went off to fight in World War I, not one was injured or killed. LMPC sent 106 members into World War II. Only four were lost, Robert Hall, Jr., John B. Caldwell, Robert McGee, and David Chambliss. In the middle of wartime, we dedicated our sanctuary debt-free and began a generous benevolence that has been at the backbone of our church since then. As you move into the 50s, we began expansion. In 1954-55, the Fellowship Hall was added. And the sanctuary was expanded, and you've heard us talk about that in Renew, where the Rose Window was placed, and uh, that was in 1954-55. The other expansion came in 65-68, to 68, when the Narthex and the Chapel and the Children's Educational Wing were added. So those are the portions that are the newest on our original footprint, Narthex Chapel and Children's Wing. As we think about the expansion of our buildings, God did something in 1964 in the middle of that expansion that led to the expansion of our horizons of growth and grace and renewal. Two things happen in 1964. First, God brings Dr. George Long and his wife Catherine to Lookout Mountain Presbyterian Church where they would serve for 22 years faithfully unto God. But another thing happens in 1964. Covenant College arrives to look out mountain. In the early days, as Covenant College was here, they were a part of the RPCES. Uh, It is known that Covenant College actually discouraged folks from coming to LNPC, for it was liberal and did not hold to the tenets that Covenant College treasured. Both of those arrivals in 1964 would lead to stability of truth on this mountain that maybe no one could have forecasted there in 1964. As they begin their ministry, the 70s and the 80s quickly come along. And in the 1970s, an assistant pastor comes. We had mostly had just one single pastor, but we added an assistant named Roger Gulick. Roger and his wife Joy arrive in 1970, and those were significant decades in the life of LMPC as Dr. Long led and the Guluk served and created a bedrock of small group ministry that still holds to this day. During those times, evangelism was fostered. Discipleship laid the groundwork. Uh, for what would come as a lay renewal. Dr. George Long's faithful prayer and preaching would form the basis for those times, and obviously the spirits outpouring. The first family camp, incidentally, was held and continued to be a highly anticipated annual event in 1974. And next year, we'll have our 50th family camp. So we got a lot of celebration up ahead. The lay renewal that you've heard much of began in 1975. Uh, The lay renewal uh, led to many coming to know Jesus. A sermon was preached. Are you convinced or are you converted? Uh, Calling attention to the way in which the devil's convinced that Jesus is the Christ, but are you converted that he's your Savior and your Lord? And many, including officers in the church, came forward and met Christ, and there began to be a swell of of faithfulness and vibrancy of faith, leading to Bible studies, small groups, outreach, evangelism, ministry uh, to the city began to take off, and interest in theology and learning under people like R.C. Sproul. And in those moments in the 70s, uh, things really began to change at the church. Even the reputation of the church began to change. And then something happened in 1981 and 82 that really did change the direction of the church. In 1981, the church decided to leave the PCUSA because of theological convictions and joined the PCA. And so we joined a conservative denomination, once known as a liberal church. We now left a church that was deemed by those who started the PCA as going away from the tenets of scripture. And now we were known as a conservative Reformed Evangelical Church. In 1982, something else happened. In 1982, the RPCS joined and then was received into the PCA. You know what that meant. Covenant College now was a PCA college. And we were a PCA church. And so suddenly, Covenant College and Lookout Preds are part of the same denominational family. And the connection of Covenant and LMPC has been very foundational to our uh, growth and to our ministry life. In the uh, 1990s, LMPC experienced continued growth. Uh, Sandy Wilson came to be our pastor uh, in 1987, 86, just after uh, Dr. George Long had left. Assistant Pastor John, Jim Bachman had also been here uh, And during Sandy's tenure of 1986 to 95, Frank Hitchings comes in 92, a young fella who's still around and still contributing to the pastoral staff, thankfully. And so the 90s saw some great growth with uh, Sandy's ministry. And then in 1996, we saw uh, Joe Novenson come. He came on Easter Sunday of 96 and began working with these two pastors that decided to stay Frank Hitchens and Lynn Teague, who actually came in 90 as a youth director and would serve all those years ministering to families and children and youth. Little did we know in 1996 that was the seedlings of a team model that would begin and continue to this day. It was during the mid-90s that the unprecedented growth took us from an average of 600 attendees uh, to over 1,000. The session then responded by calling for three worship services to be conducted each Sunday morning, two Sunday school hours. Later, as the growth continues in the summer of 2000, uh, a sister church down the street in Rising Fall Georgia, Rock Creek Fellowship, uh, begins and later asks to look out for significant help to nurture them as they begin in early Uh, 2003, we start a second campus of LMPC in North Chattanooga, which quickly particularized and became North Shore Fellowship. It began as a group of 250 LMPC members and friends and, and is now vibrant with multiple services and a missional life in North Shore. 2005, Grace Presbyterian Church in Jasper, Tennessee, Formerly became a church after our local presbytery planted it, significant assistance given by the leadership of LMPC. And so I tell you that because you can see the generosity and the seedlings of 1942 and before uh, still hold with our generous support of church planting and sending our own people out. Matter of fact, even after having those plants and people go out, uh, we still continue to grow. In February of 2005, the session accepted an offer from the Will and Jane Harris Foundation to build the Jane Harris Youth Building on the corner lot of Wataga and Lincoln. This overwhelming gift was dedicated in the fall of 2006 and has become a gathering place for youth and members of LMPC and community members ever since then. It is a wonderful addition to this place God has given us. So as we continued to grow, we added that building, we added space that was freed up in the main building. We then came upon what we had before when we planted North Shore, an overcrowding issue in 2011. The attendance grew back to those numbers and the elders established Fellowship Hall worship services 12 years ago to better serve the growing numbers. And as of today, there are four morning worship services each day, two in the fellowship hall and two in the sanctuary, simultaneously meeting with live preaching because of our value of pasturing people eyeball to eyeball. Uh, In 2015, later, we would have a grandchild. North Shore would plant Mountain Fellowship. And then in 2014, Rock Creek would plant Grace Community Trenton, two grandchildren in our family tree. So First Pres is our mother. And uh, we have children and grandchildren of churches that God has allowed us to be a part of. Several later developments in the life of our church. Love Lookout is born in 2015. Our involvement institutionally with Loving Lookout began in many ways through a gift from Miss Frances Gardenhire. A portion of that first allocation of her gift went to the common good of the mountain. And LMPC then was able to give $15,000 to the sidewalks of the community and $5,000 to each school. And in that seedling idea came the birth of Love Lookout, where we understood the call to be individual neighbors, but we also knew we needed to be institutional neighbors. And so Love Lookout exists for the good of lookout and promoting the common good. As many of you know, in 2018, after several years of conversation, uh, LMPC went through a leadership transition where I uh, became the lead pastor and Joe uh, Novenson transitioned to the pastor of senior adults. Uh, Since then, there's been all sorts of different turns and twists. Matter of fact, right after that transition, we decided to send a pastor and intern and lots of people for another church plant supported by our presbytery that we would significantly assist Restoration Southside. Soon to follow that was a COVID pandemic that sent us into new times and new ways. We also found ourselves, sadly, in the midst of an investigation of past sexual abuse that we completed in 2021 and still learn from and wrestle with. Soon after that, we began to launch the Renew campaign. This podcast is a fruit of that, and we launched that with a hope to restore our building, revive our people, and renew our generosity and release greater resources. And so, in just hopefully 20 minutes, I've taken you uh, from 1892 to 2023, where we're in the middle of a campaign, restoring this building Lord willing, as a gift to the next generation that will last for years to come. And I do, Lord willing, look forward to the 2042 party where we do read 1 Timothy 3.15 and celebrate this church as a pillar and foundation of truth. Thank you for listening to this podcast of Pillar and Ground and for considering our past and where we've been. Give thanks for God's goodness to us and tune in next time.